You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. The new Chevy Silverado HD puts you in command. Own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology. And own technology with an available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet. This is the Welcome, everybody, to the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie, who cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas week, everyone. Christmas week. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I can't believe it's here. It's like Christmas week. And, it's crazy. Uh, it, 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 where did this year go? It's still warm out. It's it's lovely. Yeah, I love it here in the um, uh, in the Philadelphias, if you will. I don't know yeah, you, yes. In the Philadelphia region. Um, yes, the, it the is, Delaware uh, Valley. Uh, the tri-state area. Um, it is. Uh, <laughs> How many ways traffic, can you refer traffic, to? Traffic on the twos. Yeah. In uh, the Dallas down today. Um, that's what I always think about whenever you'd hear, you know, you'd put that on, and you're like, you know, traffic on the two. Then you go, and it's like, uh, they come in like, the Dallas down today, the NASDAQ is going. And I'm like, I don't even know. I remember as a kid, like, I'd hear that and be like, I don't even know what a Dow or a NASDAQ are, but why Why are they always down? Um, I got I got. Hey, hon, I think I have a down on my NASDAQ. Oh, God. Get that. Get that get checked out. Um, get some penicillin. But, uh, no, but hey, yeah, it's like 54 degrees as we're recording this. It's fucking um, beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful day in dude, the neighborhood. Dude, this is like, I, I, I'm afraid to say it out loud because I don't want to fucking jinx it. You know? Yep. Since you go, oh, man, this is lovely weather. And then oh, just started tomorrow, snowing. a blizzard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, Which, you know uh, what? I need to take advantage of this lovely weather. I just got a uh, snowblower. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, by the way, the nickname there, for my... No. Um, but anyway, I... There's I an Al Snow sn- joke in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Al is here with us today. Uh, he is yes. in the in the green room waiting. Um, you, you made assurances to him on the uh, Top Guy chat. Yeah, Top Guy oh. chat, which was a lot of fun. Shout out to Ad Free Shows for uh, for having me on there to chat with Al Snow. It was uh, 
it was awesome. At one point, I felt like I was taking over. Like I was asking way too many questions. Some, you know, the top guys had these awesome questions, and then I would like hit them with a, a, a follow up because I just love talking to Al and listening to him talk yeah. about wrestling. Um, so uh, do we, uh, apparently, because he's still in catering. Yeah, no, and he'll be, he, he, you know, look, I apologized. Uh, Sorensen was there. He knows. And, uh, and Al you know, assured us that it's fine. He's, he's relaxed. He's having a good time. So yeah, he's got his feet he's up. Ma- on man's the, uh, booking OVW from our green room. Um, yeah. He's a, uh, yeah. He's, a, he's a man of many tasks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I got a snowblower. Uh, so, he should be, <laughs> so he should be very comfortable. Um, but uh, hey, uh, <laughs> dude, speaking of, it's, it's like uh, I have like two snow shovels to behind my front, between behind my door, the entrance to my house <laughs> for for like a year, and it's like you know, it got it to be around August. I was like, or no September. I was like, hey, should I put these away? I was like, well, no, I'm just no, gonna have to bring them back out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, snow weather soon. So and then like. It'll be April, and they'll still be there. Now I still will have not removed them from behind. They're just my a door. part of your decor now, just your yeah. year-round decor. If you buy a house in South Philly, I think it's mandatory that you have a, an aluminum baseball bat behind your door too, as well. So, <laughs> so now, a, aluminum, aluminum baseball instead bat. of wood, because you don't want it to crack that first time. You need to make sure you still have it in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's Though I heard wood. I, I heard, uh, you know, you're you're beating a person over a parking spot in South Philly. A wood, a wood bat's actually better. But. Oh, okay. Uh, allegedly, um, allegedly, I yeah. don't want to get sued. No, when you're beating your wood. Wait, no. If you're okay, back to the snowblower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. no. What I was gonna say about the snowblower uh, is, uh, I have to build it. So I I bought it. I ordered it. It was delivered in a. Oh, box. you legit got a snowblower? Yeah, shoot snowblower. Oh. <laughs> Um, so I, which worked out great. I've been borrowing my neighbors for seven years and, uh, and he, he, his is, it is dead now. Um, so the, we're going to have a few. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the the snowblower, it's, it was an Eagles. Yep. Here it was an Eagles snowblower. So I'm just going to take my Eagles coffee mug. He, um, so he actually said to me yesterday, he's like, uh, I was like, oh, man, yeah, I got to build the snowblower. He's like, oh, I was just going to ask you if you wanted to go in on one. And I'm like, all right, well, you can borrow mine because I borrowed yours for seven years. So I'm like, yeah. you're all right. So, But it's an electric one. It's all electric, so it's battery powered. So you get like nice. 40 minutes out of each battery. It came with two batteries. I'm not going to be outside for longer than 40 minutes blowing anything. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, but I got to take this warm weather to be out in my garage building it because you don't want to build it when it's then it's like 30 degrees and you're trying to build, you can't wear gloves when you're, you know, when, when you're, when you're handling your nuts, you know, when you're trying to screw the nut, but you know what I'm talking about? The nuts and the bolts when you're trying to go to hell. Yeah. When you're, yeah. When you're, when you're trying to, to you can't be wearing gloves, you lose all dexterity, but of course, then if it's freezing cold, you lose all dexterity as well. Yeah. So it's a 50, 50 proposition between uh, handling the nuts and uh, working out your mandibles. Yeah. Oh, with the, 
Speaking of blowing, mandibles. Blowing snow for 40 minutes. Speaking of mandibles. Oh, can I show yes. it? From, I can't show it from here. Um, I found a... Uh, I took a picture of it. I'll hold this up. This is why you need to go to This Patreon. is why you have to be on... Yeah, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, so I found when I was going through a box recently, apparently I met Mick Foley a um, couple of, uh, like a decade and a half ago or something. And I actually also saw Mick Foley two weeks ago. Um, cheap, nice. Cheap pop, you know, uh, I saw him right there in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but uh, apparently I'd met him at some point and he signed a Sacco, Mr. Sacco for me. Which I like, nice. I remember. I just don't know when it was. Like, I remember it. Um, I remember it happening. But apparently, I got this Mr. Suck. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And it ended up in a box. Um, this is like, seriously, like 10, 15 years ago. Well, I found it. I was going through this random box looking for something totally unrelated. And I'm like, what the hell? So I went uh, online and I got one of those. You know, if you're an artist where it's like, it's like the wooden hand that you can like change. It just stands up, and it's like for people to practice art. You can position it in different ways. They also have the little people that you can do as well. Well, I got the hand, so I positioned it as a mandible claw, you know, <laughs> and I put, you can see, I put the, uh, awesome. I don't know if you can, it's there's such a glare, but you can kind of see, I put the Socko yeah. on it. There you go. If I turn it like that. There we go. See. So I put the Socko on it and it's really cool so it just sits there now and also underneath it if you look at what looks like a, a, a just a giant grimace turd um <laughs> is over here you can see this big purple thing here um grimace turd yes uh that is i bought a rope and i utilized so i'd gotten all this rope from when i went to 205 live like three years ago and at the end of the show, I was talking to one. Uh, I was talking to Charles Robinson after the show, and uh, like down at ringside, and the they were ripping the tape off of the you know because they would do the they would put the tape on top and and everything you know on the ropes there of the purple tape, mm -hmm. ripping it off, and the one guy ripping it off, he's like, "Who wants it? Who wants it?" I'm like, "I'll take it," and I was like, just kind of joking, you know. He balls it up and throws it to me. He goes, I don't want to see that on eBay. And I was like, yeah, no, I'll just throw it out. And then I absolutely brought it home. And three <laughs> years later, I finally bought a rope. And I took the tape and I wrapped the rope. So now I've got like a little like rope from actual ring used ring tape, you know, rope tape. So, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I, was that's like, so much, I was like, I'd that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, if, yeah. and if anyone would like to, I still have the rest of the tape. Here, because, I mean, this was enough tape. They ripped the whole thing. Because they would, to save time, they wouldn't wrap them with the purple. Um, they, uh, they wouldn't wrap them with the purple. They would, uh, oh, man, I, f I feel like, I feel like Bruce Pritchard. Um, <laughs> can you hold on one second? Can we pause this for yes. one second? Okay. Yes. Uh, he's back, All right. Guys. Hi, everybody. He's back. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in ep in uh, the next episode. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I say we leave it all in. <laughs> oh God! Like the uh, 
I'll tell you, it's like when uh, you ever listen to Conrad now or Bruce Pritchard, or like his phone will go and then they just do that fast forward button. Yeah, I only have the I only have the rewind. There you go. Theater so, mind, same sound, be, right? Theater, theater mind, it could be fast forward. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I missed some stuff, so I think we're gonna probably leave that in. Anyway. Um, thank you, everybody. I apologize. I, I did not want it's to do just that, It's just me awkwardly you know, talking to myself, but, you know, just reading the chat. Here. Yeah. Well, it's great. I saw uh, it was, it, the, the chat was on fire here. So, um, we're talking it's about It's kind of like RJ with, sit. I felt like RJ City on a Sunday morning having coffee in my underwear. <laughs> um, but I did, but I did see you showing off your shirt. I was trying to show off the back, but. The back looks cool from what I could see. That looks really cool. Yeah. So this is your so this is a like your shirt. Yeah, they, they did a, a special one for the uh basically it's the uh the the bottle art mm-hmm. for my beard. Go to madcatbeardcare.com, look at the blue spruce and uh it's me basically as a cat. If I was a cat, meow, which is Awesome no. and horrifying all at the same yeah. time. Um, I was I was scrolling through at one point. Big blue hairballs. <laughs> uh, I saw it. I remember I showed it to my kids the the artwork because oh. it cracked me up, and uh, and they were just like they're like what they were looking at like what what is this? He looks so weird. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's him as a cat, and they're probably like, what the what. They're going to grow up and they're going to go, what, what was my dad a part of? <laughs> They've had the most interesting childhood. Yeah. It's uh, been something. My daddy has so many toys. Yeah. <laughs> I I honestly, th- so between my daughter bringing my action figure to school and my sister works for, she's the vice president of uh, of this company called Budsies, which we've talked about before. Yes. Um, Every time they're working out like a new product line, she will get like the samples sent to her family, you know? So they're trying this new little keychain with like, it's like a soft keychain with the printed like picture of somebody. So all of a sudden I open up the mail. There's mail addressed to my daughter. I, I see it comes, it's from Budsies. I'm like, what the heck is this? This tiny little package. This little keychain, a soft keychain of my face. So my daughter, of course, goes, I want to put that on, on my school bag. So now these teachers must be thinking I am such an egomaniac. <laughs> my daughter goes to school with an, a, a little figure depicting me, has my face on a keychain. Like I said to my wife, I'm like, I don't think she's like, oh, she really likes it. It's fine. I'm like, it's weird. You can't like, you know, but um. But then it's great, you know, my son, it's like, oh, do you want the daddy action figure too? No. Okay. That's Fucking fine. Heel. Yep. But, <laughs> um, but Sorensen, Josh has been fired. You could hear my call. No, that's not true. Um, <clears throat> uh, where were we? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm in South Philly. Okay. Uh, you're an hour north. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what were we talking about before I uh, rudely interrupted us? I have no fucking clue. Uh, 
But seriously, go to Mad Cat yes. Beard Care. Mad Cat Beard com. Care. Awesome people. Get the blue spruce. It's if if you're a lover of cats, it mm-hmm. goes to helping cats. Uh, I'm a cat person, mm-hmm. uh, even though they hate me or they they hate most humans. They hate people. everyone. Bunch of no selling motherfuckers, but we love them. <laughs> we love them. I saw a thing. I don't know where I saw it or re- I I probably didn't read it. I don't read. Um, can't uh, can't yeah. read. Um, but I. Uh, uh, I mean, I have no idea what those words under me even say. Um, no. So, um, I uh, saw something that where they're like cat. Like, there was a study that was like cats' personalities. If they were people, um, <laughs> they'd be like psychopaths. Yeah. Based on the way that they they act. Um, oh, it's four a.m. Time to run around. You know. Yeah. Um, I loved, you know, every cat that I had, I loved, but there's an understanding of like, you know, when you have a dog, that dog is your, your best friend lives in your house. It's like a little child. When you have a cat, they graciously allow you to live in their home. (laughs) It's pretty much what happens. Um, but, uh, no, but I love cats and, and mad cat, uh, beard care is doing just such an awesome, awesome thing. Um, my boy Donnie has a cat named Biggie. He named yeah. him after Biggie Smalls. Uh, and like I've had a love hate relationship with Biggie because like Biggie's kind of a a, a dick. Mm-hmm. Like like you're walking like you know you go upstairs to take a take a leak right. You know we go over there on Fridays we have some beers and mm-hmm. watch YouTube or whatever. I'm gonna go take a leak, and as I'm walking down the steps, a little pole comes out from underneath the, the <laughs> banister at the top of the stairs to take a swipe at you, like. Rah! And then when so you're like, taking a leak, he jumps into the bathroom. He just points and laughs. <laughs> I mean, it's what an <laughs> asshole, you know. He gets a little kinky. Just, you know, <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, but I got I got to the point where like, this is like five years ago. I would just sit there and randomly go and just scream at the top of my lungs. Biggie! But like, you know, worse. And he would get frightened and run upstairs. I mean, it, it's kind of a dick thing to admit to doing, but he's kind of a dick too. So it got to the point it's where it's good that you stooped to his level. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very mature. So uh, it got to the point where, like, if I got up to go into the kitchen to get a beer, he would just run. Oh, right. Man. He just like, like he would scamper like a bear. Just want to because he's so big. And we, everybody would just laugh, like, oh, my God, he's scared. But, like, it wasn't until, like, you know, the within the last year that he slowly, like, come in. Like, I've stopped doing that. Biggie! <laughs> and, like, he's kind of, like, starting to warm back up to me. Kind of like, yeah. all right, we're cool again. Like, he'll come over and, you know, do the figure eight on my legs and you know, <laughs> pat him. I'll, I'll go to pet him. If I pet him too long, he swipes at me. Like, oh, yeah. You know, but... <laughs> Fucking fat dick, but wow. nah, he's cool. He's cool. I, <laughs> I know. I've never had a cat, but I've uh, I've borrowed several. Just yeah. Well, like George Carlin says, you know, you know, you know, you go over to somebody's house and you're petting their dog, and for that moment, they're your dog. Yep, <laughs> it's their dog. It's their dog, but he's your dog too. You know. But I love dogs too. I love pets, but. Mm. uh yeah, you know, when you buy it, you get a pet. You're buying. You're getting a minor tragedy. So I, I don't know if I could deal with that. 
Yeah, you know, uh, it, it can take an emotional toll, but man, it, it's we've been we've been going back and forth on getting another. We talked about this a few weeks ago, I think. Uh, we've been going back and forth on getting another pet, and uh, it's just tough. So w- our next door neighbors have two dogs, and my youngest, who's uh, about a year and a half, he went over. He saw this dog. It's like a nice old dog. And he just started hugging it. And that dog is like Aww. looking around like, what is happening? Because, you know, yeah. the, the the kids in that household are seven. They're not coming over and just hugging this. Like, you know, like, but he just went and he was just giving it a hug. And he said, and like my wife and I are like, God, we really want to get him a pet. But first of all, my wife's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who's going to have to get up with it and take it out and train it and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, but I told her, I said, first of all, we're not having a conversation about it. Do- There's no chance of a dog in the winter time. Right. Nobody is house training a dog in the winter. Like, don't look if that dog happens to land in your lap in some way and you need to adopt this dog. That's wonderful. But if yeah. you're actively looking for a dog to bring a dog into your family, Right. Do not do it in the winter if you live in a cold area. That's just stupid. That's just yeah. you know. Um, so we've discussed the possibility of a uh, of a cat, and we're actually going to go meet a bunch of cats. There was like a place that like had a bunch, and then we just couldn't get our schedules aligned. And well, it is what it is. And then also they get you with this: you want to adopt a cat, and they're like, like this one is a wonderful cat. You're like, oh, I fell in love with it. They're like. Um, you can you can adopt it individually or with its two siblings, and you're just like, well, how the fuck now am I supposed to take it away? Right, you know, and it's like, uh, it's like it would Say do goodbye fine. to your family, cat. It would do fine by itself, but boy, does it love snuggling with its brother and sister. And you're like, you motherfuckers, like, you know, and you know what you're doing. Yep, but uh, yeah, that's so cruel. You know, yeah. just you know, rip them away from their ah, see. It's another tragedy, you know. Yep. It's like a Sophie's Choice type thing, you know. It's, I you know. my my. Do I cat, take one or do I take the whole family? My cat that I that I had um, for number number of years, about uh, ten plus years ago or so. Um, I was working at a gym, so I guess it was probably like fifteen years. I don't know. God, it was probably like forty years ago. Um, at this point, time's just flying by. But I was working at a gym, and somebody left a box of kittens. Like newborn kittens, not newborn, maybe like a week or two old, uh, yeah. in uh, a box of kittens in the parking lot. And somebody brought them into the LA Fitness where I was working and they brought it over to the staff. And we're like, look at this. We're like, well, what do we do? And everybody was like, well, I guess anyone want them? Like we could take them, right? Yeah. And so I looked at it and. Okay, this was a lot longer than 15 years ago because I was living with my parents at the time. Jeez, this is this. All right, man. All right. So, but whatever. Well, I was living with my parents. Um, and I'm like, well, I can't just come home with three cats. Like, I just can't. That's not, you know, <laughs> something that I'm going to be able to do. I'm Look like, what I found. I'm like, but I can come home with one. Three of them, yeah. they'd go, you got to call, you got to give them to some place, yeah, whatever. But one of them, like I can do this. I brought him home in a little box that they shipped the uh, the like business cards in. Oh he wow! Was so tiny, 
So I had to put him in a box. I only lived four minutes down the road from the gym. But when yeah. I brought him home, I punched a bunch of holes in the box, put him in this little box, and sat him on the seat next to me. Um, and uh, Put a little seatbelt on it. You know? and, I, and I brought him. I, I brought him in. I'm like, I, I remember I called my mom from the car. I'm like, hey, can you just open the, just come to the front door and open it for me? I have something I need to get, bring in the house very quickly. And I like bring it in and she's like, what is this? And I open it up or, or no, before I open it up, you hear the little, you know, and both my parents are like, what are you doing? And then I opened it and it was like instantly they're like, all right, he's ours now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but to your point, there were three of them and I had actually yeah. claimed a different one at first. I was like, all right, oh, wow. I'll take this one, I guess. And then I went in to check on them in the break room. Yeah. And two of them were sleeping and the one in the middle was just had its like paw on one of them was going back and forth and licking the heads of oh. the other ones. And I was like, I want that guy that yeah. they, there was something about I'm like that guy who is taking care of, you know, and then I look at it and go, OK, so the one who's taken care of then I who the hell knows what happened to the other ones. And it always yeah. bothered me. I always wanted to know what happened to those because you have that guilt. Yeah. But uh, Who, who's going to lick my head now? I know. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Dick. Yep. <laughs> God, who even knows who was licking their head? Oh. Build that snowblower. Um, ah. <laughs> that's what they call a callback. Um, yes. <laughs> I've been getting uh, a lot of callbacks from Scam Likely. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a couple scam calls yesterday, like three in a row at like six a.m. My we're, phone was on silence, from, so I didn't get them. But you know. we're, we're both from the Philly area. Are you getting a lot of like? It's like it's like weird. They do they do a number that's like vaguely close. First three looks like yours. Yes. Yeah, that's what I got. Three in a row. First three looked like mine, but the four on the back end were. Each time we're different. Yeah. And it always comes for me. It always comes from Ambler, Pennsylvania, which is very weird because I never lived in Ambler. I lived right now. Ambler is in Upper Dublin where I grew up, but I lived in Dresher. Yeah. So I guess my phone number may have just been assigned to, you know, you know, yeah. to Ambler. I don't know, but, but it always just comes up Ambler PA. And then it has, I'm not going to say my, first three digits of my phone number, but, uh, but it has, uh, but it has those first three digits and it's always, so now at least at this point, I just ignore it because I know, I know it's a work, but you know. Yeah. It's just weird. Like I'll get like a, a, a call and then, you know, cause me and uh, Mrs. Meany, we have similar phone numbers. Mm -hmm. And at first it's like, it's almost trying to trick me into thinking a loved one's calling me like, Oh, Oh, uh, you know, that's, you know, like that, that number looks familiar. Let me pick up and it's whatever it is. And now, can I ask you a question? Of course I never, I, I, what's that? Oh, no, no, no. Continue. Continue. Oh, I thought you said you asked me a question. I was um, going to, but no, but finish your thought. You said, of course. No, 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 no. It, no, of course, you know, I don't, I never check my voicemail. So like. Like if I miss a phone call from somebody I really want to listen to, then I have to go on my voicemail and listen to seventeen messages or delete seventeen messages. Mm. 
from like all these spam callers, you know, just to listen to a voicemail from somebody I actually want to listen to. And it's always the, they never know when to answer the phone. It's like the, the, the it's like they're halfway through the message before the, uh, yep. the beep or something like, you know, and it's like, you know, uh, legal actions may, uh, have to be taken <laughs> on behalf. It's like, I'm, I'm certain if this was a legal situation, you would have sent me certified mail. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah. I uh, I, I, I think, uh, oh, I was going to ask with, with you and Mrs. Meany. So your phone numbers, are they similar on the last four or similar on the first three? First three. See, it's interesting because my phone number, my siblings' phone numbers, uh, not my brother because he lost his phone. And back in the day when you lost your phone, you needed a new number. You couldn't, you know. Yeah. Um, but this was 2002 when he lost his phone. But. When I first, we first got phones in 2001, um, we got them on a, fa- I was a senior in high school and got it on a family plan. So to this day, my phone number, my mom's phone number, my sister's phone number, they're the last four all match. And they actually match our old house phone. The last four of that, which was something That's I think crazy. they were able to like pick, you know, I think in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. but, um, to this day, uh, my phone bill still has my mom's name on it because <laughs> originally it was, I mean, my mom hasn't paid for my, my phone since, uh, 2001 I don't know (laughs) like you know um yeah but she signed up for all the stuff when uh I got married I was like okay so my wife and I were going on the same plan and I'm like hey do you guys think you could get my mom's name off of here because it's kind of ridiculous (laughs) at this point you know and they're like, oh, well, she'd have to come in to the store to, like, do it with her. We're like, what? So then by the time we were in Florida with her, my wife and I were getting ready to buy a house. And they go, well, yeah, we'll just switch it over. We just have to run your credit. And we're like, no, 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 no. You can't run our credit. We're, <laughs> we're trying to get a mortgage. And even just running your credit could could be ne- could be a negative effect even if your credit's great could, you could have a negative effect that your credit was being that never, by- that never made sense to never me. made sense to me either but it's but it's true so it's like no 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 so literally we've just never made the time to go back cuz it's not like it's affecting my life in any way no but yeah if i get a bill sent to my house it's my address my mom's name that's crazy it's ridiculous um Ba- well, back should be day, so much easier to, to change. Yeah, if you if you switched uh, carriers, you would have to get a new number too. But now that mm-hmm. you you can actually keep your number, which is actually nice. But yeah, back yeah. in those days, it's so crazy. Oh, it was crazy. And then also for like the young kids, like a like a Sorensen who's on here, who I know is only like fourteen. Um, yeah. For <laughs> little Jimmy from Nebraska, little Jimmy from Nebraska, what like when. I got my cell phone. It was a a Nokia cell phone, and it made phone calls. It received phone calls, and it had the game Snake on it. 
<laughs> and that was it. It was yeah. not a smartphone. It was a very dumb phone. Uh, it dumb did phone. It, it. That was it. And I remember when, I remember in 2002, summer of 2002, they just started coming out with text messaging. Yeah. And here's a, a, a fun fact, what kids these days might not know. Um, you know how people text things like thanks, THX? Yes. And they do all the BRB, you know, stuff like that, that shorthand. Yes. A lot of that shorthand, some of it's just laziness, people have done or whatever, but a lot of that shorthand, I believe at least, yes. came from the fact that you used to get charged per letter when you would text. That and you used to have to use one button for several different letters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, it takes forever. <laughs> Dude, the first time people start texting me, I got so much heat because I didn't know how to reply. I was like, what the fuck is this? People are sending me words. What, what, huh? <laughs> I, I didn't know. It's like 2002. I didn't know what a fucking text, max, text message was. You knew what text max reply. was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> and get and gassy. Mm. Um, but I didn't know how to fucking reply. Yeah. So people thought I was ghosting or no selling them. I was like, I just don't know how to Please, somebody show me how to how to send a text. I was uh, in 2002, so I'm I'm at my my buddy Dave's house, and I've got my phone, and there's this girl that I'm kind of we're going back and forth a little bit, and I'm like, texting away, and he's like, and and uh, my buddy Jack goes to me, he's like, man, he's like, that's quite quite the investment over there, and I was <laughs> like, well, I'm just trying to you know text whatever, and he's like, well, you're just texting a lot, and I'm like. Well, I'm just writing the thing. He's like, you know, it's like 10 cents a, a letter. I was like, Oof. what? <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, and I don't know if it actually was like 10 cents a letter or if it was 10 cents per message or whatever. I don't remember exactly how it was, but all I know was uh, we quickly went back to phone calls um, until the text message thing got uh, got handled, but... Um, calm down there, Lee, calm down there, Lee Marshall, with the rates and yeah. telling me how much. To, <laughs> I'm Lee Marshall, calling one eight hundred. Blah blah blah. Dude, my buddy Jack would he Ten was a minute. one of the last people to get a cell phone. He would he never wanted a cell phone, and he would just be like, and I'm talking, it's like 2004 at this point. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not, no leash on me. I'm not a. You know, you want me, you can call my house, you can leave a message on my, and we're like, we're like, dude, this is so like, like, just get it together, man. Get a cell phone so we can call you, so we can text you, whatever. Then he refused to do hands-free because he's like, I'm not going to, I don't need phone calls while I'm driving in the car. I don't need that. It's not necessary. All, you know, he was very just like, like, Survived this long without answering the phone, you know, while, so I got him at one point at, uh, from Spencer's for his birthday that year. It was a, a plastic bag that came with a giant rubber band 
yeah. inside, and that's all it was. And in a picture on the top, it said hands-free, and it just had a picture of the rubber band wrapped around the person's head holding the phone up to their ear. <laughs> but he, uh, I mean, now he, he has a, you know, he has a, a, a cell phone and everything, but I will say he is not on Facebook. He is not on Twitter. He is not on Instagram. He had tried all of them at one point. He used to be the uh, editor of Las Vegas Magazine. So at that point, he needed wow. to obviously be in, involved in all of, you know, uh, texting people, doing this on social media. He got off of social media a couple of years ago. And I look at my friendship with him as like an example of what could be. Like he and I will text a couple times a month. And yeah. every four weeks, six weeks, we get on a call with each other at some point. It's, it's challenging because he lives out in San Francisco, so it's, it's you know, yeah. time-wise and everything. But and I look at it and I go, like, like, for instance, he has no idea any of these things. Like, if I'll post on social media, hey, dude, this, you know, this show with Fight or did that or whatever, he has no idea. So when we call, he's like, so what's up? How are things going? I actually like fill him in on things. I call him. Hey man, how, how's, uh, how I remember I called him. I'm like, so how's, uh, how's your girlfriend doing and everything? He's like, oh man. Yeah. We broke up like, uh, like a month ago, but I didn't get that notification of Jack's no longer in a relationship with so-and-so. Yeah. So like, it's this really, and I'm so envious of it. Honestly, I hate social media, but. Except Same. for when I'm interacting with the uh, with Pod Squad. Well, there, there's things I, I I'm addicted to social media, kind of just. Mm-hmm. But just you know, just certain things about social media is where it's just like it seems like the only outlets certain people have that are just looking to argue or fight. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like people are just sitting there in like it's like the the beginning of a race when you're in the starter's position. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for the right. gun to go off. So they can go, well, actually, and it's just like, oh, God. There's nothing I, I hate more than, and I love all of you wrestling fans. I, too, am a wrestling fan. I spent, spent a cuff, cup of coffee in the business in in, in relation to somebody like Meanie. A, um, a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. The cream rises to the top. A little cup of coffee. Um, but I just, when people will just be giving their like opinions of like, well, that was okay, but I think maybe uh, you know they they've buried him with this, and if he had done, and it's like you're giving these opinions. It's like unless you're freaking Al Snow on the other end of that keyboard, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hear your and obviously more than Al. But the thing is, it's like. I'll give you for instance. I'll see like on my timeline like a, a, a like Danny Cage from the Monster Factory will give an opinion on something, and then you'll have all these other people not having a, a debate, not saying Danny explain to me why, right? But telling him, no, you're not right, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess you guys have the same experience. As Danny yeah. Cage, <laughs> like I'm like, look at him, like he just I don't, he popped into my mind because he's somebody I do I follow on Twitter and yeah and and I think and he's he occasionally will, 
Yeah, and he'll pop in with like a, a, a interesting nugget of like opinion or you know information. And yeah. if you're an aspiring wrestler uh, or just a fan who wants to know more, those are the types of people. Take their opinion. Don't like I, people he are giving. Lo- he their looks opinion to motivate. On, what's that? He looks to motivate people. Yeah, and then people just give their their difference of opinion. I had this guy had this like argument with me, which I I diffused the situation um and he ended up telling me like he respects me or whatever uh booker man i respect but, you booker man yep. oh, <laughs> <there you go. laughs> beat you uh, um, pepsi but the dude was like because i i made i sent a, a tweet to taz saying congratulations on hook's debut and i and i said something and this is what struck me too like i didn't even say that i thought hook was good which by the way i did i did think hook yeah. was good mm-hmm but all I said was, how cool is it? Like, when was the last time that you saw a second-generation wrestler who managed to completely embody everything that his father was, including some aspects of his moveset, yet be absolutely 100% unique and different? Yeah. And that was all I said. And the guy like jumps on about how like oh well the a oh I guess you're on Meltzer's side all of a sudden aren't you the guy who called him on his BS I'm like I'm like first of all Dave Meltzer and I can actually agree on things a lot believe it or not yeah. I'm also able to disagree on with things with him a lot like that's what normal people can do but like I just I wonder don't get how it. long that guy held on to that uh, that reply for his, I know he's right like. Well, He's just watching your tweets going, I'm going to get him one day. One day he's going to agree with Meltzer and I'm going to call bullshit on everything he does. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, what did you, th- what did you think of Hook while we're, while we're talking about it? He's great. It's just a hybrid. He's a hybrid of his father. But like you said, he's, he's, he's his own entity. You know, it's just like uh, a spinoff. He's a spinoff of mm-hmm. <laughs> like Larry, like, you know, how, you know, there's, a show they evolved from another show or whatever. Taz was a wrestler, and he he's evolved, you know, from Taz, and he looks great. I mean, he's he, just he so looks like he looks like an Ultimate Fighter. He looks like he could be in the octagon tomorrow. He's got. Know? He has the essence of Taz, but is totally different. Yeah, and I even love that. I don't know if you noticed that because I'm a I'm a weirdo when it comes to all this stuff, but the font. On his ring gear, yeah. is Taz's yeah. font, yes, which I loved. There's the little I, things like that, you know, where it's like, it's not like he's yeah, coming I, out wearing the, you know, the butchers at like the singlet deal, you know, with the sh- like he's not coming out there. Um, ironically, they have Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, is dressed more like old school Taz. You know, he pays homage to Taz in that way, uh, which yeah. is awesome. Because nobody's going to accuse him of being like another Taz. So he can pay homage to Taz in his attire. But man, Hook, dude, he just, he was so fluid. He was so, and he, he looked so freaking believable. Yeah. And yeah. what like a I slow said, burn he looks like he, he, he looks like he could go into a UFC octagon mm-hmm. tomorrow and just be a badass. And yeah. he looks like a badass. He's like he's a hybrid of Taz. Like back in the day, Taz was mm-hmm. the hybrid pro wrestling version of a UFC fighter with the suplexes and submissions. Yep. And they even brought in Paul Varlins from the UFC to have a have a shoot fight <laughs> with Taz. 
It yeah, wasn't uh, a shoot. Well, it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, Perry Satter drop kicked him in his fucking head to make sure he did the job. Oh, man. But, uh, but uh, yeah, just yeah, hook, you know, is great. I'm, I was trying not to be corny and be like, he was off the hook. But, uh, <laughs> uh, or pun, you know, be a pun master there. But, no, he, he looked great. Like you say, he looked fluid. Uh, there was no hesitation in anything he did. And uh, if that's his first match, uh, can imagine, you know, you know, the future's going to be, you know, very bright for him. Uh, James Sorensen says, Hook is a lot more talented than MJF. I don't agree with that statement. I think they're, they're totally two, they're two, different. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, they're two t- yeah. totally different entities. MJF is, like him or not, I mean, he's got a, he, he has, you know, personality like a ray of sunshine, but, uh, but MJF, <laughs> Uh, is so freaking good at what he does and is really, is actually really good in the ring if you watch him. For his age, he yeah. is really, really good. And, uh, man, to, uh, I'm already seeing the headlines and stuff of, like, the the 2024 bidding war over him. And it's that that's a shoot. Like, I, if I were yeah. him, I wouldn't go anywhere. I'd stay in AEW. Right, but WWE, if they don't I try to give him a big money offer, they're out of their minds. But but you you, you kind of see where he uh, not played politics, but uh, you know um, when uh, CM Punk brought up, yeah, he's just the Miz, whatever, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and then like somebody asked him about the Miz, and he he very politely said Miz is very talented and all that stuff because. You never know. Yeah. If 2024, if somebody throws enough money at you, I get it. Tony's a billionaire. We got it. Uh, but if they throw him enough money off, I could see him going over there and being with the Miz or yeah. being, you know, part of Miz's thing, you know, uh, starting a faction over there. <laughs> Who knows? But, you know, that's, what, two years away? What, what three yeah. years away? Two years away. So. Yeah, we're on we're on we're on we're on the cusp of 2022. So I was trying to do a quick math. Yeah, but uh, hey, you know, I never thought I would leave ECW, and then he came calling, and not yeah. not not that ECW paid me what AEW's paying their guys, but it's business, you know. Well, I guarantee you, there. I mean, look at the deal they threw Kevin Owens to you know to stay. Yeah. You know? He he just re-signed and not resigned like a lot of people posted. <laughs> there's there's a little dash in between the re and the signed. Uh, oh, he re-signed with WWE. Ain't good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Especially on the he'll, he'll he'll make a fortune on the uh, U.S. to Canada exchange rate. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um... You know, MJF, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I might be telling tales out of school here, but I'm pretty sure that he uh, he signed, like, an extension at one point. Because he is okay. definitely making more money than he signed for originally. Um, yeah. and And good on him. I mean, I've, I've seen, I have seen people who, um, they will, they've said that, like, they went through, flip through, oh, you have to watch some wrestling stuff, and they'll stop on him. Yeah. And that is, people just don't anymore, you know? But if he's talking or he's doing something, like, it's just, I don't know. I'm a big MJF fan, uh, and uh, 
the only the only uh, thing I have on and MJF is I just don't like his ring music. I love this, his ring music. Really? I it grew on me in the beginning. I did not like it. Um, it's just something about it. It just kind of works for me. Yeah. Um, and, and the dude who does the music for him does a great job. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is about that song. Just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But so, hey, hey, look at me. You know, he's he's out there, and soon as the you know the the music hits, people react. So that's the thing. Yeah, maybe I think what happened for me in the beginning, I was like, this is kind of like what kind of music is this? This is kind of weird. And then I don't know. I guess it just I just associated it with. Let me see if I can bring it up here. Let me go on the YouTube. Do it. Um, Let me try try to convince myself. Little oh. Jimmy. Says, uh, we still need an AEW blue mini action figure. How many more mind of the mini action figures? Uh, I don't know how many more, but I think we're down to like two signed <laughs> figures left or something. Yeah, um, so like, I got a handful and uh, I'll be at icons this weekend. A uh, little, you know, we're yeah, keeping on a yeah. Friday, but <laughs> you'll be at, Icon- at icons two days ago and uh, <laughs> MJF theme. Let's hear Let's see it. See what this says. Let me see. And this is off. I was trying to look for the official AEW one, but let's see. Hopefully, this is. Oh, let me uh, bring down the sound in case there's an ad. Okay. Let's see. Don't want to give away any free. No, if we're gonna do an ad. Nah, that wasn't it. Was it? I was like, somebody made a MIDI version yeah. of it or something. Um, hey. While you look for that, yes. Why don't we do an ad? Let's let let's uh, say as they uh, say, let's do it. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck is <laughs> 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 oh, man! I feel right. like that little kid. You ever have a dream? Dream? <laughs> oh man! Hey, fellas! Get, I, uh, this episode get, of my. I, I gave up looking for the thing. <laughs> That's fine. Um, regardless, this episode of Mind of the Meanie is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code MEANY20 for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. 2022 is on its way, and the last thing you want is to be the guy with the pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet. 2021 sucked, and that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. Their signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path. Manscaped. (laughs) Engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent, functionality, and incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. It's even waterproof. This tool is amazing, and I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. 
You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks. A million young bucks. You may be asking (laughs) how, and I'm happy you did. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne with the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. A great compliment to your collection. Let's talk about being clean, feeling, and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, Meanie, I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash is infused with, alo- with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. With Manscaped, you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021. Use code MEANIE20 for 20% off, plus free shipping at manscaped.com. I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year. Join me with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code MEANY20. Happy New Year to your balls. <laughs> the extra buh yeah. on the balls. <laughs> on your balls. Uh, Jimmy says, uh, Manscaped, up your snowblower. And go for a smooth driveway. I like it. Snow blow yourself into yeah. into the new year. Uh, can snow blow yourself be the name of the episode? There, there was a couple uh, doozies within the first couple minutes of this episode. I'll just write down as an option, and we can we can look into that later. Um. Unless you want to just call it please hold since I put us on hold for a little bit of time. Um, yeah, so, hey, uh, you want to ask me any anything? I would love to. It's time to ask me any anything. Ask me something. All right. <laughs> oh. A little bonus. G- bonus too. Um, all right, we've, we, we asked you on the Twitterverse to ask us some questions and you did not disappoint or did you? I thought you were going to say, and you did not. (laughs) No, we got some good ones here. We got some good ones. Let's, uh, surprise as, as they say at the, uh, at the Willow Grove mall food court, let's walk and roll. (laughs) Um, that is the name of a Chinese restaurant at the Willow Grove mall food court. Um, I think they, they they have a few of those. No, I think it's, I like to believe it's the only one. <laughs> it's your fantasy. I'm sorry. Yes. Also, a unique thing that they do there that they don't do anywhere else, they stand there with like little toothpicks of, yeah. of things and they offer it to you only at the Willow Grove Mall. Homeless. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love the inflection at only at the Willow Grove Mall. <laughs> you sound like a, sound like a fucking ad. Only wow. at the Willow Grove Mall can you find. I should do a ad selection reads. of culinary culinary delight. <laughs> hey, right now I just got on my phone. Spam risk, Quakertown, PA. Let me hold see. Uh, hold on, here we go. Hello. 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 
Nothing. Yeah. But now they'll call me a million times because I answered. I did. I did that for you. For you, the pot squad. Dude, I have, I have, a, I have a buddy who records his uh, spam callers, and we he shares amongst our uh, our group. That's great. He just tortures them. <laughs> he just. They're calling for something that he totally doesn't have, but they're pretending he hasn't. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. Let's, let's <laughs> do this. All right, I got time. Um, TJC, the Aussie assassin. If you had any advice for an aspiring wrestler, what would it be? Hashtag ask Meanie. Uh, if you're an aspiring wrestler um, and say not quite of the age to start training, uh, do all you can to just watch wrestling a different way. And, you know, shoot interviews are good, but, you know, try to watch, you know, some some videos where, you know, people are, there's, there's you know, training seminars that are out there on videotape. Uh, there's plenty of Al Snow videos out there of him giving advice. Uh, start mentally preparing yourself for the business uh you know so when you it comes to the day where you're training you you have a head you have a you know a, a leg up on your competition and what I, what I mean by having a leg up on your competition even though you're training with people and you have classmates and all that stuff eventually these people are going to be your competition for getting a job somewhere and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm great with everybody. I'm cordial with everybody, but ultimately I want to work as, you know, in the beginning, you know, now I'm a little bit more picky, but you want to work as much as you can, wherever you can make connections. And, uh, and that, that's the, that's the biggest challenge starting out working as much as you can, uh, making as many connections you can make the right connections that you can. And be able to process and filter out, process in the good advice, filter out the garbage. Uh, look at the person, you know, if somebody's giving you, if somebody's training you, see who who else they've trained, who else they work with, check their resume. And not, you know, and somebody who might not have a lot of followers or a big following doesn't mean they're a bad trainer. Just means that you know, you know, because there's a lot of great trainers out there that a lot of people haven't heard about. You know, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Um, uh, Machine uh, from the Good Brothers, uh, Carl Anderson. Uh, Carl Anderson. Yeah, he was trained by a guy named Roger Ruffin. Uh, in, in Dayton or Cincinnati or something like that. When I first broke into the business, I broke in with Al Snow. Al Snow hadn't been heard of, you know, uh, until, you know, he started, you know, breaking out with his feud with Sabu. Him and Roger Ruffin were in the same circle, and I did a lot of shows with Al, and, uh, you know, Roger was on those shows, and I worked with Roger a lot and learned a lot from Roger. And then when I found out, you know, Carl Anderson trained with him, I was like, that was like our bonding, like, hey, that's awesome. You train with Roger, mm-hmm. you know. And but you know, that's that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of good trainers out there. You just gotta, you know, 
do your due diligence, find a good trainer and, uh, you know, you know, be the first to show up when it comes to training first show up, last leave, uh, ears open, mouth shut. Uh, but when it comes to questions, there's nothing wrong with asking questions. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, expounding on maybe, you know, whether it's expounding on something that you're being taught, you know, taught, you know, uh, there's some, you know, there's, there's, you know, asking questions and then there's asking questions to expound on what you're being taught. Like, especially if you don't understand something, there's nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with asking follow-up questions, but, you know, just listen, take it, absorb the knowledge, uh, you know, carry a notebook, you know, bring a notebook, write down notes, write down ideas, you know, uh, or your, or your notes down. app. If you're, yeah. if you're not a hundred years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Hey, Sean Michaels used I, to carry I, a notebook. So I say, you know, as I have right in front of me, <laughs> a notebook and a pen to take yeah. my notes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But uh, becoming a wrestler is a very daunting. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to know who to trust. It's hard to know who to believe. It's just a matter of finding someplace reputable. You know, you know, there, you know, there's, there's the, you know, I see people who are, you know, saying they're trainers, and I'm just like, really. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I coach people too, but I coach people on a, on a different level than other people i like to get i like to coach people who uh, have gone through like the first two stages of learning bumps and holds and mm. reform it yeah and this is horrible to say I, I don't know if i have the patience to go okay this is a wrist lock okay this is a you know danny's good for the, you know danny cage is good for you know getting you through the bumps and all that stuff and danny cage will get you in great physical shape but like I like to get the guys who are a little bit along. Okay, this is your first couple matches. This is what you did. Here's what you can also do. You know that kind of stuff. You know, you know I I've been going back to the factory uh, now for a couple of weeks, and again with the holidays picking up and stuff like that, I need to uh, get back over there. You know, especially you know, you know. Uh, you know, he's got he's got a good crew over there, and I had a real couple of really good uh, classes over there. And I like to you know watch the match and go in and say you know this was good, but here's another thing. If that you know, if you're in the same situation, here's another thing you can do so you don't fall in the trap of doing the exact same thing over and over again. Yeah. And it's just wrestling by numbers. You know, I try to you know show guys how to you know. You know, there's different ways, you know, you can do math, you know, you know, four, four, four plus four equals eight, but so does, you know, 12 let, minus four, let, you know, me, yeah, whatever kind of math. Down. Write that down. Yeah. Yeah. There's different ways to get to, to the same objective, you yeah. know. Great question. But, uh, yeah, it's a great question. I love giving advice to people who are willing to listen. Uh, but then there's people who ask advice and you give them the advice to go, yeah, but. Right. It's like, well, why'd you ask? Yeah. Then why'd you, why, why did I just assert my, I was having this conversation with myself the other day. I was like, I hate uh, that I'm getting to that point in my work. I'm afraid to have a conversation. Like I'm afraid, like I'm at this 
point in my life where I, I literally have to edit what I'm about to say on the fly because I just don't want to have somebody fact check me, you know, yeah. like, like not worse than you're talking to somebody and they're like, they're whipping out the front of the phone. Well, actually, uh, huh. uh yeah, it's and like, you dude, can this go is, to pressingtees.com slash mind of the meanie for the very first mind of the meanie t-shirt. Don't fact check me. Yes. It was that or I hate mustaches. They may, I think they came out at the same time, but I think, I think they don't were, fact uh, check me. Yeah. They're twins. Yeah. yeah. They were born the same day. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm at the point where I'm saying a sentence. I go, Oh, it's just going to lead to an argument. And it's just like, you know, yep. Well, yeah. here's, here's but, a question that could lead to uh, an <laughs> argument. Um, yes. Um, Algernon at Algernon Rap says, as a fan, what would be your ideal tag match to see if you could pick any wrestlers throughout history, including any who never teamed up, if you'd like? That's a fucking stellar question. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because there's been a lot of, like, uh, I'm, you know, I would have loved to have seen. Well, this is a tag match, right? Mm-hmm. So, Nature Boy Buddy Landell say uh, teaming with Nature Boy Ric Flair as the Nature Boys mm-hmm. against. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of who you know. Somebody you know. I want to go Ricky Steamboat because you know. Players wrestle steamboat. Um, I'm trying try to do my math out loud in my you know, in my head and out loud. Uh, mm. So I loved Buddy Landell, but he was his own worst enemy too. You know, he he killed so many of his pushes that he he could have been a world champion had he not you know goofed off. You know, mm. um, Buddy Landell, Ric Flair as the Nature Boys. I want to say Bobby Eaton. I always go back to Bobby Eaton. Uh, Midnight Bobby Express. Midnight Express or... And which one? Yeah. Yeah, which version? Midnight Express or, you know, you could take Bobby Eaton and team him up with a Terry Taylor. You oh. Know? Interesting. Yeah, Terry Taylor was, you know, pre-Red Rooster was you know, phenomenal. And not that he sucked as the Red Rooster. It's just the character. Yeah, he didn't have I, opportunity to put on yeah. performances. Like, yeah, I think for me, if I had to pick, they're more like dream match things. I'm very high on FTR on their work rate, as they say. I know you don't yeah. like that term. Um, skill set, skill set. Uh, I'm very, I'm very uh, high on their skill set. Um, I think they're a great team. So, I to me, my favorite team growing up was the Hart Foundation. So I would love yeah. to see the like Heart Foundation versus FTR, um, yeah. or the Rockers versus FTR. Now I wouldn't want to see like the Rockers versus the Young Bucks. I don't think that would do it for me. You know, well, let me think. Let me re re rethink this. I, you know, because we're doing different eras. I, I also don't think Arn and Tolly versus FTR would work. I think it would be no, too they, they, similar. They, yeah, they would have been like uh, a. 
a, a mix a mix match of a four horsemen, mm-hmm. a potential four horsemen, you know, yeah. a future and and present day four horsemen. Uh, definitely. Shit, Dudley's versus the Road Warriors would have been amazing. Oh wow, yeah. You know, if we're going to talk about different judges, I was trying to think it of dream. Yeah. Scenario. Oh, there's no yeah. no wrong answer. Um, yeah, Dud- Dudley's versus Road Warriors, or uh, you know, uh, the old school sheep herders. Yeah. You know, ver- yeah. Pre uh, pre licking. Fi- well, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they still licked each other back then. Who knows? Pre bushwhacking. Uh, and if you need to whack your bush, go to manscaped.com, promo code Meanie 20. Back in the day, there was, I think there was a, at least one meeting between the Rockers and the Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Rockers and Rock and Roll Express yeah. in, in Memphis, which was cool. And then the Rock and Roll Express wrestled, wrestled the British Bulldogs on the one-off show, yeah. which was pretty cool. You know, just you know, two styles that are similar, different, but like it still worked. A uh, question here from little Jimmy from Nebraska. Did any of you back in the day call any of the hotlines? Yeah. Um, not like, not the mean gene one. Uh, there was like, a, a, there was a hotline that was always in the magazines and the photo was this like big jack guy with a, the ear receiver as his head. I forget what the, the phone number was, but like he was like, you know, posing like this, but instead of a head, it was like the, the earpiece to the phone, call this not hotline. <laughs> and basically what the guy did was just read Melcher's newsletter. You know, yeah. oh, they, the uh, Ric Flair out with an injury from a potato shot from the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> you know, uh, it messed with his equilibrium, you know, and you know, I would sneak in, uh, one of my teachers at school had a, like a private line installed and I would sneak in. I'm sure he knew it was fucking me. You know, I'm the one pro wrestling fan <laughs> in this fucking classroom. But, uh, oh, and a little secret, like uh, back in the day. Well, you know what? I, I kind of lied. I had the backdoor number to the WCW hotline back in the day. Really? Yeah, where you call in, you call in and you can listen to all the voice the, all the outgoing messages but not pay how'd you pull uh, that off well i i could get i guess i guess i gotta let the cat out of the bag now uh <laughs> my good friend G- georgianne macropolis who uh was i mean she she wrote for all the newsletters but she was like the head of the bruno Martino fan club she was always front row at the garden oh, wow and she had a, a wrestling newsletter and she would do the she would do a report for the uh, WCW hotline. She's like, well, if you want, you can listen to my report. You know, and <laughs> I would call it, and, but they would give you the options to listen to the other ones too, you know. So That's I would awesome. Listen to the, I would listen to the Madden line. I would listen to Mean Gene and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I listened to the hotlines, but uh, on the cheap ski, on the, on the down low. It's the only way to do it. And WCW of- doesn't, uh, WS, WCW's not around anymore. And sadly, Georgie uh, won't get any heat because she's no longer with us. So oh. I can kind of let the cat out of the bag. She was awesome. Miss her. Um, little Jimmy from Nebraska also wants to know, what's the best Christmas memory you have as a kid? Uh, mine was sitting lonely uh, uh, as a Jew in a Chinese restaurant 
Um, <laughs> what about you, <laughs> Meanie? <laughs> what you just made me think of uh, the South Park. South Park, song. yeah, a, yeah. I'm just a Jew. <laughs> um, Christmas memories. Just uh, just the magic of walking downstairs to a house full of presents. And there, there was one time I, you know, you know, the kayfabe was broke where I, I kind of broke my own kayfabe where, you know, I, I might've been like six or seven, five, six, seven, whatever, pick one. And, uh, I got out of bed, go take a leak. And I kind of snuck down the stairs and looked, looked around and I watched them putting the part, you know, presents underneath the tree and, I walked back upstairs, went back to bed, and I didn't say anything about it. Mm. You know, just kind of, I was like, oh, so that's that's how it's done. Well, and went, and went back to bed, and I didn't go, ha I caught you. No, I just wanted to keep kept, the magic. I kept the magic to myself, and maybe I mean, that's listen, what prepared listen, me for, for, for being all, a wrestler. Were they wrapping them, or were they putting them under the tree? They were. A little bit, a little bit A, a little bit of B. They're put, put, they're wrapping them and putting them under. The so tree. here's pretty much what happened in a nutshell. Santa came down the chimney, dropped <laughs> off all the presents for your yeah. family to wrap them and put them under the tree. Yeah, the dude's got how he's many a, houses to hit in one night? He's, he's going to sit man. there. To, I'm sorry, maybe the elves were busy. Yeah, they couldn't wrap some of them. Yeah. It was a last minute wish list thing. You don't know. Maybe don't I was know. too needy. Yeah, Maybe I was know. too needy and, you know, asked her too much and Santa had to get some help from my folks. Yeah. <laughs> Man. It really puts in perspective when you realize that your family was actually working with Santa Claus. Yeah. Man. Keeping the kayfabe alive. Um, uh, another Christmas question here, which is, I mean, tis the season, right? Um. Uh, Ringside Rant, at Ringside Rant, good friend over there. Uh, Has there ever been a Christmas present you never got for Christmas that as an adult you eventually got? Hmm. That's a great question. I don't think so. Uh, Anything, like, you know, the the, the Ralphie always wanting the the, uh, rifle and eventually gets it. Um... Yeah, I, I wish there was. Uh, I could tell you probably the worst Christmas gift I ever got. Uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, and uh, she was uh, nudging me to uh, get engaged. And I had no interest in getting married, but fuck it, I, got, I got her a ring and did the whole proposal thing. Oh, wow. And... Uh, like Norm Norm McDonald said, uh, my uh, wife, my girlfriend got a subscription to Bride Magazine, and I renewed it for another ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I really had no idea, but you know, keep her happy. So for you know that Christmas, I got her a ring, and for Christmas, she got me a notebook pa- paper, uh, disposable razors, and. Uh, yeah, that was it. Just, yeah. Hmm. A couple things in notebook paper and like the, like a, like a mini pad, like 
something Columbo would have been writing his notes on, you know. Yeah. Uh, so where were you the night of? Yeah, just a couple packs of that, a couple disposable razors. You know what you should have yeah. done? I looked at her ring. I looked at the the, the paper. And I went, huh, even trade off. You know what would have been more or less the same thing, but so much better? Had she gone to manscaped.com, use promo code MEANIE20, they would have given you that <laughs> nice paper to lay out on the floor, and you wouldn't need those disposable razors because, no, you'd be using the, uh, you'd be using the, the, the trimmer, the 4.0. If I'm not reading it, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'm still – I've got so many Any of these things. I've got a 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. And that's, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. That's because we've had them as sponsors for so long. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, they, they they've been very getting, kind to us. They keep getting better and better and better. But, uh, wow, that's really something. So, did you, uh, was that like a situation where you like, you open it up? She's like, here's what I got you. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was awkward. Did you get the ring back? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a weird relationship. It's like I was in ECW at the time and. She would always go to shows with me and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, uh, there was one weekend, when I, I think we went to Pittsburgh. Here's the kicker. I went to Pittsburgh for ECW that weekend, come back. She's in my house, in my bedroom, sitting there waiting for me to come back. Meanwhile, the night before was a Van Halen concert at the Spectrum. I wanted to go, but I couldn't go, but she went. So she went to the Van Halen concert, enjoyed it, came home, broke up with me. Oh. So I was like, I, I come home tired from a, a rough weekend at ECW. Like, I got home like five in the morning, six in the morning. It's like, oh, you know, breaking up. All right. Uh, here's the ring. All right. Bye. You know, this guy, it was like a, the weirdest thing. But, uh, wow. yeah. oh, hey, all's well that ends well, right? Yeah, uh, there's so much more to the story I could say, and it would sound particularly just. Hey, that's what the Patreon Zoom calls for. Uh, yeah, I'll tell Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last question there's... here. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. We'll say I'll I'll save that for the Zoom. Okay. Last question here, uh, James of uh, WSI Wrestling Shoot uh, interviews. Good plug. Oh, James good. Romero. Okay, good plug ski right there. Yeah, he's a good dude. I just did an interview. Nice little plug because he plugs us on there. Uh, I just did an interview with James Romero from uh, Russia Shoot Interviews, WSI, on uh, YouTube. Uh, if you're looking for somebody who's very positive, who specifically does shoot interviews and very British, he's your guy. Yeah. So if he's shooting that question, this is very cool that he's uh Well, he's saying, uh, I forgot to ask you this one. Oh, so, okay. What was the process of clearing independent bookings, wrestling signings, etc., with the WWF back in 98 and 99? Who would you have to approach? And aside from the obvious, like no working for WCW, were there any limits on bookings you could take? Very well. Thank you, James. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of times if you were, 
before they got real strict about bookings. Uh, eventually, they wanted guys to just, you know, not take in. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. So if you wanted to take an independent booking, uh, a Kevin Kelly would call you and say, hey, so-and-so and such-and-such such is looking to book you. Uh, are you interested to do it? Yes. Here's what we told him. Okay. And then you would just go work that booking, and then they would pay you the, the fee that the office told told you. Hmm. Now, the, now there, there were promoters I was familiar with, like, you know, Donnie B, Nova's brother. I sure. could work for him. as I didn't have to go to the office for that. I would just show up and do the booking. <clears throat> really? And, so, and uh, they, they, it, there was never any, like, did they know or was it like, because obviously uh, there's no internet. It's not like it was getting. Right. And so as long, as long, I mean, as long as I wasn't doing ECW or WCW, even though, like, if even if I did a ECW, I don't think they would give a shit and they wouldn't have cared. Like, uh, you know, when the, after the, you know, Taz and Dudleys went to WWE, I think they made an appearance at Queens, like in just a farewell or whatever. Or Taz came out and uh, put over Danny Doring and, and Roadkill on a show in Queens saying that he was proud of them kind of thing. Hmm. But, uh, you know, Donnie B, he would just call me and go, hey, want to work? Sure. And it, it was you know, Donnie, I had begun, I got, you know, I was working for Donnie anyway, and Donnie would always go to Kevin Kelly about bookings and booking WWE stars. He would book Val, he would book Eddie Guerrero, all the, you know, well, that was later on, but, uh, he would always book the WWE talent, you know, Dennis Corluzzo would book WWE talent through Kevin Kelly or Cornette. They would just say, Hey, you want to do this, make some extra money. You want to do it? Sure. And you go and do it. And, but then eventually, they kind of start cracking down on that and to, to discourage the boys from taking further independent bookings. They would book you through the, the office, but the, the money had to be sent to the office and they put it towards, you know, your your, your pay pay. And, you know, you would have oh, to report it and stuff. Yeah, That's so, annoying. Yeah. But, Great uh, question, though. Yeah. Shout out to James Romero at Wrestling Shoot Interviews on YouTube. Yeah, and again, that's uh, uh, that is at WSI underscore YouTube on Twitter. So yes, go uh, right. go give him a follow. In, in, in the world where you're, where, if you're looking for positivity in shoot interviews, uh, he's your guy. We just gave him an old follow from the Mind of the Meanie Twitter awesome. account. So I, great yeah. guy. Yeah, there's a. There are some people who do interviews that you don't want to support necessarily. So support the good ones. Support the good ones like this. Yeah. And while you're supporting things, support us over ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, We've got some great shirts there by the great and powerful Andy Slichter. Um, Man, such good stuff there, including the one I'm wearing right now. These, the podcast faces shirt that I love. Uh, and man, uh, what else? We talked about mad, mad cat beard care, madcatbeardcare.com. Go over there and use promo code meanie and save a couple bucks there. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to com slash, uh, mind of the meanie slash 
Blue Meanie slash Sosa Chernoff and uh, support us as a show or individually. And uh, shout out to Slichter. He just recently uh, did a shirt for me. Uh, it's, it's a tribute to the Philadelphia Civic Center for uh, cool. wrestling. Yeah, I had one for the Philadelphia Spectrum, you know, Spectrum Wrestling. Uh, but, you know, we had great wrestling here for, you know, the Crockett's. So, yep. no, there's a, uh, a, a Philadelphia Civic Center wrestling tribute shirt. Thank you to Andy Slichter at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. And, and uh, also you can support us over at Cameo. Go to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO or Cameo.com so slash So Says Chernoff, the loneliest cameo of all. <laughs> go, uh, go, go now. Uh, yeah. the first, uh, <laughs> There can only be one first. Um, yeah. So uh, follow us on social media at Blue Meanie BWO and at So Says Chernoff. Uh, of course, at Mind of the Meanie is where you want to be. Um, Meanie, anything else for this episode before we uh, we rock and roll on out of here? Go uh, go. We we got to go celebrate some uh, some some Christmas. Twas the week before Christmas, <laughs> and all through. Casa Domini. Now, uh, seriously, uh, it's uh, the Monday before Christmas. I hope you all have a healthy and prosperous Christmas uh, coming up. Uh, you know, it's been a crazy two years, uh, you know, with everything going on with the pandemic and quarantining. And, you know, now we got, you know, it sounds like comic book character versions of the van uh, omnicrom and or whatever you know it's called but uh we're going through a lot of crazy stuff i hope you know for you know this week and this this season you're happy and healthy and safe uh and uh, enjoy time with either your family or if you love being by yourself enjoy your time alone you know everybody's different everybody's special in their own you know different way so Hate to sound like that song. Everybody's beautiful in their own way, but you are. And uh, I appreciate you guys for uh, being a part of the show. Uh, thank you for supporting us, whether it's, you know, downloading every Monday morning or if you're part of the patreon.com slash Meanie and watch us live each and every week in person. So uh, I know I'm going to have a, a special Christmas uh, after you know, we've taped these shows going to my sister's for an early Christmas with my uh, sister, uh, my niece, nephew, and then my grand nephews and grand niece, which is my niece's kids. And then we, uh, we go to Connecticut for uh, you know, the Connecticut family with uh, Mrs. Meany's family. So uh, I hope your Christmas is going to be as, as fun as mine. So, you know, and, you know uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Uh, always wanted to say that. Uh, no, I mean, mean he's right. You know, it's been a rough year. So let's uh, let's all just enjoy ourselves this holiday season. Be kind to each other. It's a, a, a fun idea. Um, but everybody have a happy, healthy, Merry Christmas. And we will be back next Monday, just like every Monday, for another trip into the mine. Blue, 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 blue world order. The world of MLW Radio never stops.